Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. <laughs> good night. My name is John. I am Arvin. And this is behind the scenes of our best days. Of our best days. This is season five. That's right. And you, we are recording this right before spring break mm. in March of 2023. On a cloudy, whenever, rainy day. On a cloudy, rainy day, which Beautiful. actually is some of my favorite. Times. I love it. Yeah, same. Yeah. Why do you love rainy days? I enjoy the activities that I do on rainy days. It's yeah. a lot harder to get out of bed on a rainy day. Yes. Not in a bad way. Right. It's just the sound of the rain hitting the, mm. the roof, whatever. It's really soothing. Yes. Mm -hmm. No, I feel that. I feel um, full of life on yeah. a rainy day. No, for sure. Like, I feel full of gratitude. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It gets me in my feels. Sure. How about you guys? Don't answer right now because you're <laughs> going to take up too much time. Door of the Explorer thing. And go, <laughs> That's we really good. <laughs> That's really good. That's so funny. Yeah. We should do a podcast like that. <laughs> I, yeah. Just a do you remember when Netflix blank. tried to do a Black Mirror and it was like a choice? Choose your own adventure. Yeah. yeah. What a flaw. Bandersnatch. Yeah. Bandersnatch. That was it. I never yes. saw it. I never watched it. That's I tried. What did you think? And I was like, oh, this is cool. And yeah. then after three minutes, I was so annoyed. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, guys, just I want to watch this. I, I guess for me, whenever I watch something mm -hmm. for me, I'm trying to um, relax and be entertained. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you've given me work. responsibilities, like, responsibilities. <laughs> What's going to happen to this kid? Huh? You tell us, John. <laughs> you're like, you're not even paying me. I'm paying you. Right. Exactly. <laughs> But we're so grateful that now Netflix is sponsoring us. That's true. We're Shout speaking out this to Netflix. Netflix. Shout Thank out you. to Netflix. Um, Reed Hastings, Ted Sarandos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, well, Thanks those down. of you who are um, listening to this podcast. That was a joke, by the way. That was a joke. I need to say that because on our clip from last week, now yes. the weeks are all messed up because this will air later on. We had a clip where it was Sarah Diller. We were talking. Right. And uh, you were so kind to encourage me with what i was saying that i said yeah da, 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 blank 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 and then you go take notes and if you're not taking notes get that tattooed on your lower back which is a joke we make all it's the time we call it a champ stamp a champ stamp <laughs> for the champions in our life and i laughed and we moved on i had someone text me when the episode came out and said you have a tattoo and i was like i don't know where this is coming from no i don't where did you hear that uh, and then not that it's wrong to have one. I just don't have anything on the back, my lower back. <laughs> Your lower yeah. back. <laughs> this person thought I actually had one. So I am kidding about the. Netflix we are thing. kidding, guys. And I, also, I wish I wasn't. if you're listening to this podcast, just know that that is how we talk. That's right. And, and yeah. it doesn't make it right. It's just how and who we are. But it makes it good. But it makes it good. <laughs> it doesn't make it right, but it makes it good. <laughs> Okay, so we are currently right now um, in this whole. So our this year for um, we're approaching our Easter. That's right. Production. We're mm -hmm. really excited for, yeah. and all of the small things. Um, you know, you have your regular frustrations of like, oh man, I wish we had more of a budget. And of course, we want to start off by saying we know that there's so many ministries and organizations that sure. wish that they had. Um, a budget that we have. Yeah. We actually have gone back on our budget yeah. this year. Being very frugal. Being very, very frugal, which, number one, can be a frustration mm -hmm. or it can be an opportunity. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. You know, with all of my positive faith That's right. talk. Yeah. Um, for us to really hone in on what can we do. Yeah. 
So yesterday we were going through this whole thing. But anyways, um, uh, talking through video lists and looking at our stage design uh -huh. and talking through with people about like, hey, this is our opportunity to be creative. Yeah. You know, no, really. Uh, but with all of our marketing, our our this year, instead of trying to do mass marketing within our videos and even our print handouts, mm -hmm. I was looking at the print handouts that our designer was doing. Mm -hmm. Everything is about a personal invite. That's good. It is very much concerned on, yes, we're still going to be doing billboards and, sure. and doing, and doing um, mass marketing, but the marketing is... And think of one person mm -hmm. that you can invite yeah. to come and sit with you. Yeah. So all of our marketing is invite one person. Mm -hmm. Don't invite a ton of people because yeah. sometimes when you say that to people, people won't do it. Right. Most it's times. It's really, most times. That's right. It's more so think of one person that you can invite to sit with you. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I told that to my kids this last weekend. I was like, all right, let's think of one person. And I was like, well, God, you will... Uh, you know, I, I was like, and, and, and my kids were like, maybe God will bring them to us. And I was like, Beautiful. uh, yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. You know, and I just, you know, whenever you're yeah, just super cute. listen, listen to a kid. Yeah. So I have now there is a point to this. So I have a dog that is a mutt. Yeah. Um, his name is junior. We got him for free because <laughs> <laughs> just because, um, for my daughter's birthday last summer. Now, junior escapes all the time <laughs> and everyone and he is yeah. not a i'm I, he's a dog that if we had a burglar yeah. he would roll over on his back and allow the burglar to scratch his tummy he would lead the burglar to would lead places. the burglar to the safe <laughs> which this, i don't huh? have yeah, yeah. <laughs> but such a nice kind dog not yeah. an aggressive bone in his body yeah. even around other dogs rolls over very right. submissive to where i'm like this is a terrible dog <laughs> as far as like protection sure so but all of my neighbors know him and whenever i bought this dog or whenever i bought his collar i put my cell number on his collar yeah. so i there are nine people in my neighborhood <laughs> that have my cell and they go oh yeah you're saved in our contacts as junior's daddy oh <laughs> and i'm like why am i called junior's daddy yeah. but they were like yeah you're junior's daddy yeah so same initials. Yes, John. Yeah. JD. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. That's funny. So, anyways, I get a call from this number, and it's an Oregon number. Oh wow. And I'm like, whoa, okay. Um, I I was in a meeting. I get out, and this. So I call, and they're like, "Hi, um, it, we have Junior, your dog. Um, can we take them to your house?" And, and I was like, well, and I start talking to this person on the phone and this yeah. lady goes, well, we just moved here oh, wow. a week and a half ago oh, wow. from Oregon. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and they're like, so we don't really know a whole lot about where uh, victory is, is, is in Oklahoma. Right. Uh, we don't really know about. So anyways, I go, well, I can't get off work until five. This yeah. is at 1 PM. Amazing. I go can you hold on to him for four hours? Wow, yeah. And this lady just goes, sure, we'll take him. Um, we have some errands to run. Wow. This lady, <laughs> for the next four hours, goes to a dentist appointment. Amazing. The grocery store. Amazing. And then to a <laughs> post office. Wow. At every single place, sends me a selfie of her, <laughs> Junior, wow. and her kids wow. in this minivan. Perfect. She's like, just letting you know, Junior's at the grocery store. Just letting you know, Junior Aww. loved the dentist. And Junior's just smiling. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I'm just like, I'm just hearting the yeah, pictures. I'm like, course. oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. And then she's like, Junior loves the post office. Hmm. And sending me, and I was like, <laughs> They're like okay. posing him. No, it was like funny. I was oh, like, wow, wow. this. And so I, I, on yesterday, we had midweek. So I was like, I'm going to get off work, go pick up this dog from this kind lady. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh and and then uh, hurry back for our midweek service yeah. so i go and i i i go and you can see there's like stuff on their front lawn mm-hmm. it's in my neighborhood wow and i knock on the door six kids come to the door and amazing. two other dogs amazing and and i was like oh my goodness this is family circus you know <laughs> and this lady comes and she goes you're junior's daddy and i go yes and i start talking to him and yeah. she's like we just moved here and we just thought junior should come along with us and wow. i work from home and my husband does this and da, 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 da. yeah and um anyway she goes now what do you do and i immediately thought wow, yeah. of the prayer right of God, show me someone that I'm supposed to right. invite. Beautiful. And I begin to tell this lady what wow. I do. And her and her family are Catholic. And yeah. she was like, um, she's like, yeah, our kids, they go to school downtown at Holy Family Cathedral. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, I know where that is. And yeah. So I invite Beautiful. this whole family. Yeah. They're coming. Amazing. All of them. Yes. And Junior. And Junior. <laughs> junior is going to say, it is crazy how, anyways, I just thought it was That's kind of very a special cool. thing. That's very cool. So, but yeah. but this whole, this the, the reason, those of you guys who've listened to this before, the reason for this podcast is we love talking behind the scenes of, you know, Victory Ministry and, and what we do yeah. um, throughout, uh, yeah, throughout the ministry, throughout mm-hmm. our school or college or camp or our dream center um, and our productions and our work. But yeah. one of the things that I think is always unique is the relationships behind the scenes mm. at a ministry. Yeah, absolutely. So if you are working at an organization, um, you know, or if you aren't working, whatever it is, wherever your season of life is, mm-hmm. you have what you do and mm-hmm. then you have the relationships attached to That's it. That's right. And, you know, sometimes within that, mm-hmm. there is drama that arises. Sure. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. So there's even drama that happen at church. Mm-hmm. Like, because church is still an organization. Totally. Yeah. Anywhere there's people. Anywhere there's people, there's yeah. an opportunity for drama. Drama. That's theater. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing productions on stage and, and backstage. <laughs> Right? That's funny. That's true. Yeah. Next time there's drama, tell it you're not auditioning. <laughs> um, anyways, so, but within these relationships, I, and you guys may know which one you are. There are fixers mm-hmm. and there are barriers. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Now, bear, as in B U R Y apostrophe E R. Yeah. S. Yeah. You're a barrier. Yeah. You just bury stuff. That's interesting. So, Things happen, whether it is, you know, our accounting department, we call it our business. Yeah. Our business department, BSA. Yeah. Um, and anyways, they like, there are certain people with different Enneagrams. And so they like things done a certain way. And right. then when you don't do things a certain way, then they think, oh, well, this person is just, they feel like they're able to do whatever because their last name is Doherty. Oh, wow. Or, yeah. um, and I'm saying, you know, just yeah. reality. Or, yeah. Uh, you know, and then the person who is actually 
maybe on stage or they're in the reach department doing sure. work. They're like, sure. well, we're actually out of our offices doing the God's work. Right. And right. so you don't understand God's sure. work. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the counting is like, well, I am doing God's work right. so that you can do God's work. That's right. That's you know right. what I mean? No, for sure. And so, and instead of going, hey, um, I lost my cool yesterday. I was wrong. Or, um, you know, instead of it just being like, you know what, I, I'll just bury it. Mm, or yeah. um, maybe you are a fixer where you try to fix someone yeah. so to be like you. Mm, interesting. Do you have an example of a fixer? That's interesting. Like a situation where you don't have to use names and stuff, but like a person A says this, mm. like what happens? Okay. Because I think most people are barriers, but fixer is interesting. Well, like a fixer is in, in both... I think I think the thing is is that both are have their downsides. Mm, okay. A barrier to me it, it's like I do think those of you who have an altercation whether it's at work with your boss or someone that works underneath you you notice something. Specifically those of you who are very um aware you notice something and you go, "Oh my gosh, Am I going to sound nitpicky hmm. if I bring something up every single day, yeah. four times a day yeah. to this person? Well, first off, they're hired. So right. they're there. Yeah. And there's part of them where you're not supposed to like, you know, it's okay for everyone not to be you. Mm -hmm. And you can't expect you from other people. That's right. So, uh, you know, balancing that of not being nitpicky nitpicky but as far as a fixer is is that there have been times where for instance okay mm. i have done youth ministry sure i did youth ministry and in my mind i felt like the way there was a season mm -hmm. where i thought the way i did youth ministry sure was we saw success yeah numbers mm -hmm. you know yeah. um the way we did things and so in my mind i'm like the way I did it worked and I know it worked. And even though times have changed and TikTok sure. wasn't around, yeah. Snapchat wasn't around yeah. whenever I was a youth pastor, sure. at the end of the day, relationships are relationships, ministry is ministry. There's yeah. certain models to where I'm like, yeah. you need to do it like this. Right. So a temptation for John, mm -hmm. me, mm -hmm. is to go to our current youth pastor, Antonio Guajardo, sure. and be like, hey, I know you're trying to do certain things, this is the way you should do it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, right. You're and, a fixer. Right. And so I want, but mm. it also had to do with my personality. Sure. Certain things, the way I did it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Another person um, is I was over our creative department. Mm -hmm. Now, Zach Bernatsky. Yeah. He is over our creative department. Yeah. Seeing the way he does things, mm -hmm. I am... Um, what you would call, uh, Craig Rochelle says it on his leadership podcast. He calls mm -hmm. it a rescuing leadership mm -hmm. model. Sure, sure. Where instead of allowing people mm -hmm. to just kind of yeah. fail or whatever is to not allow them to fail. Right. Not allow them to like learn. Yeah. And just be like, let, let me just fix this. Right. And so you're making carbon copies of you. Yeah. As opposed to allowing people to operate in right. their uniqueness. And in within that uniqueness, yeah. they're going to mess up. Sure. They're going to not do things the way you want it to sure. do. Sure. Um, 
And so I, so I, I think, uh, like to answer your question, mm-hmm. for me, I tend to be a fixer mm-hmm. when it comes to organization. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When it comes to, if, um, when it comes to like my friend, mm-hmm. I'm working with my friend. I'm working with you. Yeah. When it comes to my friend. Sometimes if there's something that is bothering me, mm-hmm. I'll just bury it. Mm. I'll go, it's fine. Do you know why you do that? Do I do that? Do you know I, why you do that? I do it because I'm like, maybe if I, maybe I am being too nitpicky oh, sure. on a way in which we should do things. Gotcha. So I work with Dom sure. DeMeo, yeah. who is in worship department. Yeah. I work with him with our production music. Sure. I work with Miriam Springer, who does all of the music for our school. Mm-hmm. And relational-wise, yeah. both of them, Miriam has known me since I was a child. Yeah. Dom has, is one of my close friends. Yeah. And the way in which we do things, there is work stuff mm-hmm. to where I'm like, we need to fix this way yeah. and and do it the way I do it. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, John, well, if you if we do it this way, then A, B, C. Sure. They'll explain things. Yeah. And because I am like, um, and maybe you guys, those of you who are listening, you maybe have experienced this maybe from a spouse or maybe sure. from a boss to where it's like, Okay, this is the way you do the toilet paper. This is the way you do the toothpaste. This is the way we organize the fridge. This is the way yeah. we do the coffee shop or yeah. this is the way we do our business model. Yeah. You fix that, but then on the relationship side, mm-hmm. whenever there is someone taking something um someone does something that really aggravates you, mm-hmm. you go this aggravates me. I just don't want to bring it up right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you just bury it right. instead of confronting it. Yeah. And then after the third time it happens, they do a small thing where they're tapping their pencil mm-hmm. while you're writing a song together. Yeah. And you go, stop tapping your pencil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they're like, the why are you blowing up? Over. Yeah. 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 Because I've buried three things. Right. Wow. And I'm like, they're tapping their pencil because they have no regard for my feelings mm, no, sure. when in reality it's like no you just haven't confronted pre- three previous sure. things yeah. that you felt like they had no regard yeah when in reality they probably do right you're just not bringing it up yeah you know what i'm saying yeah, definitely definitely um and so i do that probably because i'm lazy mm. it's also terrifying to terrifying. just pause a relational dynamic as it's happening yes and go vulnerably be like this is what i'm feeling and the other person usually i mean in many cases is like oh i i didn't know or now that i know here was my intention but people it's extraordinarily difficult i think for the average person today with the level of like mental engagement that most people have yeah to like stop and do that because they're scared it's very vulnerable. What if the person didn't think the same? A lot of people, and this is what sucks. It happened. It happens one time, and then it's enough to make a person shut down. The second time will be harder, where they vulnerably go, here's what I was thinking and feeling, and the other person is now being invited to be vulnerable, and they're like, oh, uh, no, that was a misunderstanding. 
they deflect. Yeah, and they don't want they to bury. join. Yeah, exactly. They, bury. they go, I don't want you to be dealing with this right now. I want to bury my stuff right now. And so the person who's been making taking the risk to do that is like, oh, I'm never doing this again. You know what I mean? It's very, very, it's like being rejected. It's really is what it feels like is rejection. And then it turns into a person being like, I don't want to try that again. So it's even harder the second time, the third time. What I have found, though, uh, is that I think I don't remember. It was like in my early 20s where I remember I had a lot of friends in college that the as life was happening outside of their control after college, they uh, it was like a, a, a random selection of acquaintances that I yeah. knew because my friends and I, we had a very deep, vulnerable connection but people i would bump into who during college were like confident barriers who would just put things in their soul and and then later on life happens they're out of their control they're not getting the job necessarily that they wanted as quickly as they thought they should have and and uh they're they were terrified to get vulnerable Mm. and then I've seen it go several ways where someone by the time they're at the end of their 20s, they're like, you know what? I'm a human being. I'm going to deal with this. I want to figure out how to be vulnerable. And then others who say, I'm going to fill this with accomplishment and achievement. Accomplishment and achievement. And so then they're in their 30s and their 40s and their 50s. And and it's like, okay, well, do you ever want to pause and like Mm. address some of, you know, and I'm not saying, uh, it's such a personal thing that I, I don't want to like flippantly, bluntly just say like you should stop doing that. Like, obviously, but right. what it means, though, what it lands on is that vulnerability is a superpower. It is. It's a person saying I'm committed to being this way and I'm going to trust that God will take care of me in those areas where I have been vulnerable and then rejected or I have been vulnerable and misunderstood. So it actually creates a third option, not a fixer, not a barrier, but a person who is a caster, a person who casts their cares upon the Lord. I don't want to get churchy with the Mm, verbiage. No, I like that. But that that is one of the most uh, difficult organizational leadership tool approach categories ever, because as an employer or as a team leader, as a servant leader, whatever the name is in your area of life, as a parent, as whatever, you can't force someone to take whatever they have, whatever wound they have and cast it on the Lord. You can tell them that, but there's no law you can pass. That's like, here's what we're going to do. Right. Anytime in human history that people have mandated Christian principles, it turns into sand. And then the, you know, if you look at Copernicus in the, I don't know, I think it was like 300 AD yeah. when he like passed a law to make it Christianity because it was suitable for his preferences. That doesn't work. It definitely doesn't work in a relationship. It definitely doesn't work in organizations. So a person who is uh, the, the, in the serving position, a person who's under someone in authority has an opportunity that their leader doesn't have. And that opportunity is whatever's happened to me. Whatever I'm feeling, whatever I've buried or not been able to fix, I have to cast this on the Lord. If I don't do that, if I don't entrust it to God, it's going to create mold in my chest. And eventually it turns into the explosion you're talking about. Yeah. You know, and that explosion gets exponentially worse. I've known people who their explosion was not necessarily on their leadership. It was turned on to themselves. With the lie of so it's more of an implosion as opposed to an explosion. If you were and the lie from the enemy is if you had done, 
the right things, you wouldn't feel this way. You feel this way because you failed at mm. what you're supposed to. Look at all your friends on Instagram who are doing everything so well, and they're in ministry, and their ministries are thriving, and God is giving them. And you're looking at the stage as opposed to behind the scenes. Right, 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 right. Exactly. And whether they're behind the scenes or good or not is yeah. completely. It's the whole it thing's based on. It's a the whole premise is a lie. It's yeah. that the narrator is lying to you. Mm. The the enemy who's saying. You, if, if you had done this, I think one of the biggest lies in my life, at least in my 18 to 28 years, those 10 years, it was that if you really were, which is exactly what he said to Jesus in the desert, if you really were blank, God-given identity that you believe you are, then your actions and your feelings and your emotions would be this. Yeah. But they're not this, so you're not this. So you're hungry and you're not feeding yourself. If you were the son of God, you would... Use your ability to turn stones into bread. You would manipulate the situation right. with your gifts and talents. Unfortunately, the majority of people will allow that fear and anger and shame to drive them toward accomplishment. Mm. And if you do that in a Christian setting, no one will stop you. They will cheer for you. Okay, so I think that's very important that what you said. So as you are not, so there's the barrier, the fixer, the caster. The caster. The caster who cast their cares on the Lord. Yeah. And the, the person who has a really great opportunity to do that is someone who serves underneath right. someone. Yeah. And if you bury it, mm -hmm. and the only way that you're able to really feel better, or I would say a, a sense of relief, mm -hmm. is to do achieving things, yeah. to really build your brand, right. all that type of stuff, right. that the world actually cheers for you mm -hmm. because it's like, oh, mm -hmm. you are building your brand. Right. You're, uh, you know, like you're influencing, right. you're doing all of these great impact. things. Sure. Your Influence. impact is growing. Sure. Yeah, and that's what is scary because mm -hmm. then you lose your soul. Right. The mold is still there. The mold the is chest, still there. The moldiness of the anger, the shame, whatever. And it baffles me how many people nowadays we have so much access to successful people who will share on YouTube or wherever and they'll do town hall meetings where they'll talk. It's shocking to me how many of like my comedy heroes will get on a podcast and be like, this is not it. Yeah. Uh, well, the famous line from Jim Carrey was like, I wish everyone could become rich and famous. So they figure out that that's not what solves the problem. Yeah, um, man, that is really great. And that's not just true for celebrities. I think it's true for the people who are like, OK, my, I'm going to create I'm going to make this project, institution, business, relationship. I'm going to make this a success so mm. that it reflects well on me. Well, your everything is built on the premise of a, a narrator who is lying to you. You should fire the narrator. Fire the narrator. Come and on. you should have a different narrator. And yes. so or go back at it with with reality and with truth. And I, I know it sounds churchy, but that's why it's in the church. It's because it's yeah. true. No, I, I agree. It's yeah. the word of God. So like for us working at this organization, what it looks like is so I work with and underneath my brother, Pastor yeah. Paul. Yeah. And so um, and I know I've talked about this before on other podcasts yeah. is that, you know, my relationship with my brother is and I and I have fallen into this trap. And I'm not proud of it, but I'm at least I'm being open and yeah. honest and no, vulnerable. Yeah, is that um, I will try to fix certain things. Yeah, that I'm like, ah, Paul, don't do it like this. Do it like this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then I get frustrated when he doesn't. Mm -hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? Sure, sure. And all of a sudden, then it's those small seeds to where mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, I'm just whatever. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. And, and most people just say whatever. Yeah. And then they go to bed. Yeah. And then the next day, that seed has been planted in the flower bed sure, of their heart. Sure. And it's the small foxes that yeah. spoil, spoil the, the vine. vine. Yeah. Right? Exactly. <clears throat> so it really comes back to Dang. being vulnerable of what you said, even though it's fearful, even though you go, I just don't have time. My day is so busy yeah. to go before your boss, go before that person that you ha- are having the relationship things with at wherever you're working at, or even if it's in your house, in your home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, as opposed to just zoning out, being intentional of going and saying, I'm feeling this. Yeah. And I'm casting this to the Lord. Right. Because no human can do it. Right. And not burying yeah. it. Specifically, those of you who are actually wanting to continue to grow mm-hmm. as a human. Absolutely. Even if you're listening to this and you don't necessarily know where you stand in your belief with God, mm-hmm. but you do want to keep progressing as a human. Yeah. This absolutely. is important. There's absolutely. a story in the Bible about Naaman. Mm. Naaman had all the achievements in the world, was a war general, mm. yet under his armor was leprosy. Wow. It was the mold. Right. And wow. That's really good. Everyone has something under their armor. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Either leprosy. Sure. Or you're wow. healed and whole. Sure. But the armor was covering it. Yeah. That's interesting. And while he had leprosy, he was winning battles. Wow. Wow, dude. Wow. So just because someone is winning battles, wow. just because someone is head honcho does not mean that there is not leprosy under the armor. Wow, dude. And so a barrier puts armor over the leprosy Mm. as opposed to, oh, man, I have to go into this dirty river. Mm -hmm. Why can't I go to a nice? Why can't I? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. And then if you Naaman actually tries to fix his healing. Yeah. He goes, let me go to a nice place. Sure. Because (laughs) Naaman goes to nice rivers. Yeah. The way that Naaman would do it. Yeah. You know, wow. And he's even upset because he's like, you know, he basically sends for a prophet. It's kind of like whenever we pray for God to do something and then God does it in his way, not Mm. our way. Wow. You know, fascinating. It's kind of like, wait, 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 (laughs) wait. Hold on, God. Uh, That's not how Johnny boy does it. Yeah. (laughs) Johnny likes to do it this way. Yeah. And God's like, no, you actually <laughs> have to go to the Jordan River seven times. Wow, dude. And you have to dip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to fully submerse yourself in vulnerability. Very good. Going to the Jordan River was vulnerable Absolutely. for a man of power. Sure. Yeah. Does that make sense? Totally, totally. So, the, in fact, the more powerful and influential that you get, mm-hmm. the higher you climb in leadership, mm-hmm. the more difficult it is to be vulnerable because mm-hmm. you're the lie the mm-hmm. narrator mm-hmm. the voice is saying you have no one to talk to mm-hmm. because i actually heard bishop td jake say this he said um leadership is lonely mm-hmm. i remember my dad saying that mm-hmm. my dad even as we were growing and god was doing mighty things right i remember um him saying that and then later as he passed he told my mom at one point, my mom was like, hey, how are you doing, Billy Joe? And he goes, I just feel alone. Mm. Whoa. <laughs> Isn't that wild? Yeah. 
you know. And my dad loved Jesus, loved God. Of course, yeah. He was the same dude. Who he was on stage was who he was behind the scenes. Yeah. Yet he still felt alone. I'm and sure. I was like, I'm sure. And now, you know, I, I believe Pastor Paul and Pastor Ashley, they do a great job of having people who speak into their lives, right. people who they're able to be open and vulnerable with yeah. and people that they pour into. Yeah. You know, but I feel like there is this weird lie that mm-hmm. certain people, mm-hmm. leaders, man or woman, that they can buy into of like, <sighs> mm-hmm. I, I can't I can't cast. Wow. So I have to bury. Right. Right. Or. I have to fix. Right. You know what I mean? Wow. When really the best way towards healing within those relational things is, okay, it's going to take repetition. Yeah. Very much like the outline of Naaman. Yeah. The outline of Naaman was, all right, this, your healing is going to come through repetition and in a place and in a way in which you don't like. That's really good. Does that make sense? That's amazing. So anyways, I think that, Within this, with and, and that's something that I have to remind myself. Those of you who are listening, first off, you need to know that me and Arvin both are not at a place where we feel like we've arrived. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm reminded of it every time I lose my cool <laughs> weekly. Um, or whenever I'm like, uh, yeah, I just am, I'm just not the best version of myself. I'm reminded, oh, man. Yeah. Do I need to go to the Jordan? Mm. Do I need to do? Do I need to do a repetitive, <laughs> repetitive yeah. dipping? And yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Um, casting, not fixing or burying. Yeah. Yeah. And I think all of those relationships that happen behind the scenes. I think there's something beautiful that God does is He continues to provide a way for you to cast things to Him and to lean on Him because His grace is sufficient. That's right. Is that He doesn't give anything that is too much for us that we cannot bear as That's right. humans. That's right. He knows all of our structure strength. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I And I, I, I want to say <laughs> this this story. And I know I, I probably have shared the story before. Okay. But um, I remember it was whenever I stepped into this role as uh, – when I stepped into this role, when we were doing these productions, Mm -hmm. you know, um, there was this time where, so my brother, pastor Paul, Mm -hmm. him and pastor Ashley, they would come and they would watch the production, Mm. you know, a few nights before we opened the doors. And there were a lot of things that weren't going well. And I didn't like it because Mm. I was like, Paul, Ashley, Ashley, my sister-in-law, don't watch this because it's not finished. And so don't judge something that's mm-hmm. not yet finished yet. Mm, you wow. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but they would have notes and certain things sure. that we needed yeah. to tweak. And I remember one night, uh, like I was the, the person who I was doing it with the production with, I remember me and him, we had to dismiss all of the cast and crew and mm-hmm. it was like 11 p.m. or midnight <laughs> after rehearsals. Yeah. We got in the notes of all the things we needed to fix. Production was in two days. Yeah. All of the stress. And um, <laughs> I, me and this other this other individual who we were, I was doing the productions with at the time, we got in this shouting match. And I remember I was crying and he shoved me and I was in, I, this was my first year of being Jesus. Whoa. I was in a Jesus robe. <laughs> <laughs> and I am shoving him in our sanctuary. This is at midnight. I shove him and I swear at him. I yeah. cuss him out in my Jesus robe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He cusses at me. 
we start crying and we're both grabbing our shirts yeah. Ah! Yeah. and we yell. <laughs> now here's the thing. <laughs> I had not yet put up my mic. Yeah. Um, and the guy in monitor world was still there. I had thought everyone had gone home. Yeah. The guy in monitor world who is there, who like takes your mic packs yeah. and stuff backstage. Um, he like comes out and he goes, uh, um, pa- Pastor John, can I have your oh mic? Oh my gosh. And I just turn around and I go, what are you still doing here? <laughs> and he goes, uh, I'm sorry. Literally like a 20 year old intern. And I just was like, here, here's the mic. Yeah. And then afterwards, we just kind of sat there in the silence on the stage, me and this other individual. And after like five minutes of silence, I was like, okay, I um apologize this is why and i i had to be yeah i had to be open and vulnerable absolutely and i was like i'm really threatened i really feel insecure i I had to say all these things yeah and this person was like you know me too whoa (laughs) whoa but anyways wow i was like i'll never forget beautiful and you know and to this day the guy who um who that that was like Maybe six years ago. Yeah. But the guy who was doing the monitor world with the mic packs, I will still see him and he will go, um, I wonder if security has the footage oh, of wow. you in your Jesus outfit <laughs> pushing and shoving that other guy and cussing him out. And I was like, um, I hope not. And he was like, yeah. And he's like, "That wouldn't that be funny if they showed that in heaven when you showed up? And I was oh. like, leave me right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah, yeah. so... What I'm saying is no one is perfect. Of course. And I'm still here today. Thank God he wasn't done with me. Yeah. But I think it's just important that, uh, you know, that we don't listen to the false narrator. That's good. That we don't try to um, fix God's will. Right. Um, And that, you know, like what you said, the casting, I think is just so important. Yeah. And so as you find yourself, Mm. um, you know, those of you who are listening and watching, as you find yourself in any of those predicaments or circumstances, just remember, all right, I don't need to bury anything. I don't need to try to fix someone to be like me. Mm-hmm. There are things that I need to cast to yeah. the Lord. Yeah. And maybe there's vulnerability that needs to happen mm. with the other person, regardless how they respond. Sure. It doesn't really mean that you can't respond the right way. That's right. Yeah. With vulnerability. hundred percent. I think you've given us all a whole word today. The thing about Naaman, the armor, that God will not necessarily, uh, he may not respect your preference for the sake of your healing. That's a lot to chew on, and it's really good. And so those of you listening, myself included, uh, you need to hear that. So thank you all for watching this episode of Season 5, Behind the Scenes of Our Best Days. We'll catch you on the next episode. Have a great day. Love you all. See ya.